Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You're listening to the podcast that redefines personal development and helps you handle change with ease, sustainably and enjoyably. And my name is Adam Kowalik. So personal development is an industry where I I am very active. I I work as a coach. I've uh, done my own fair share of personal development. And at times I come across this almost disturbing um, trend or situation where um, it sometimes feels like personal development is a drug. It's like you need more of it. You're never good enough. You're never finished. There's always more around the corner and you need to pay more. You have to work harder. There are different levels, different all kinds of things, ribbons or certifications, badges, whatever that you need to achieve in order to reach that final um, uh, examination, the final level of personal achievement. And and let me open things up by saying, what prompted me to really talk about this in this episode was I just finished watching a new documentary on Netflix uh, called Orgasm Inc. And before that, I've also uh, watched another brilliant documentary called The Vow. Uh, and and that's one that, that one is played on HBO Max. So the first one, Orgasm Inc., is a story about One Taste, uh, an organization helping women to improve their sexual lives. And the second one, The Vow, is is about an organization called Nexium and is about personal development. Both of these stories are somewhat dark, or at least they take a dark turn, and they... Maybe not so much as in, well, I guess in both of them, um, they are referred to as cults. And which is a strong word, by the way, it's a strong label to, to use. I'll, I'll get into that. And, and I, I find it fascinating how so often these, well, in this case, cults, or in this case, the organizations start off with having some really good foundation. They have some good principles, and it's almost like they have a good teaching. And then it takes a dark turn. There's something hidden behind. Mariam Webster uh, defines a cult as uh, both uh, the, the great having a great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement or work and this is what you can see in in these documentaries in these organizations how there is this amazing devotion to uh, people uh, a person a leader and the work they do and the practice um there are of course healthy cults too um who, which are not destructive and you know what you're getting into. You're, you're free to leave. Uh, they don't control who you socialize with, what you eat, what you feel, what you do with your body, or any kind of, of uh, control. So just have that in mind that a, that a cult doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Destructive cults, though, on the other hand, are mostly dishonest about their intentions and distorts information 
And this is what I said before, where it's about always needing to reach that next level. You don't know that. That's not what they tell you. You join for a workshop and then there's a three-day workshop and then there's a week retreat and then there's a three-month coaching program or um, and then you need to move in with them and and, and the next and the next and the next. And it, there's always something. It's always that carrot on a stick that you can never really reach. There's most often, if not always, a charismatic leader demanding irrational loyalty with no tolerance for questioning or critical thinking. There's often a process, an indoctrination or even what you could call education that is often coercive and persuasive, which might be the basis for brainwashing. And that is a dangerous thing. This brainwashing or this um, process often involves acts that aren't in the member's own best interest, but rather in the best interest of the leader, which is a warning signal where you're needing to uh, perhaps give up your, your sacrifice, your, your well-being, your values, your needs for the leader. And there's always and there's often this presence or this uh, principle of the member never being good enough, which perpetuates this need for staying and this codependency that keeps and holds this cult together. And there's often an economic, sexual or otherwise exploitative um, element of group members by the leader and the people close to the leader also called enforcers. Now, what I shared here are some traits, some uh, things to keep an eye out for. If, if you ever, ever happen to end up in a cult or know someone who might be involved with a destructive cult, those are some of the warning signs. Now, here's something. And this is where I'm switching into um, the personal development industry. And here's where I'm, I'm coming clean myself, of course, where I'm criticizing perhaps some of the things that we do in this industry. There's something that I've come to see as a common theme from my limited or, or maybe not so limited understanding about destructive cults or groups. They push a strong message of that which is uncomfortable is your practice. I'll, I'll say that again. It, there's always this message of whatever you feel is uncomfortable, that is your practice. You need to be okay with what is uncomfortable. That's often a practice or a message that I see or hear in, again, my limited or not so limited understanding of these cults, these groups, which to me, provides the imitation and the justification for abuse, manipulation or violation of other people in serving the group's needs, the leader's needs. And I have to say, to a lesser extent, perhaps, this is a similar message that I sometimes hear in the personal development industry, that in order to grow, we must leave our comfort zones. I might upset some people listening to this, uh, where I'm making this leap or connection. 
from a destructive cult to the personal development industry. But hey, the whole show is about redefining personal development. So here you go. What I'm saying is, whenever we say that your growth lies outside your comfort zone, we are kind of also saying that that which is uncomfortable is your practice. And from my experience, that just isn't true. Growth can be most definitely achieved from within your comfort zone. Perhaps it can happen even more efficiently, safely, sustainably, and enjoyably than when outside of your comfort zone. Here's an issue that I have with people giving that prescription or advice that you need to go outside your comfort zone in order to grow. That which is uh, uncomfortable is your practice. The issue is it's like that person is assuming that people don't know what's best for themselves. I invite you to sit with that. What I'm saying is, when we say to someone that your practice is in the uncomfortable, when you need to grow, you have to leave your comfort zone. That is us thinking that we know what that person in front of us needs. And I'm just not sure that is true. Now, granted that conditioning and habitual thinking, feeling and acting might play a role in how we lead our lives. I still believe that our neutral and natural state is a state of happiness, content and peace. And when we are at that stage or state, we do know what is right for me, what is good for me. And whenever I'm asking someone to be uncomfortable, am I not also pushing them into a realm where they might not be in that natural, neutral state of peace, comfort, confidence, or happiness. What I want you to take away from this conversation is really question what, what it actually means. What we're actually saying when we're saying, leave your comfort zone to grow. What is the reason for wanting you to be uncomfortable? And I'm, I'm not saying that everybody has a bad intention when they say that to you, when they're asking you to be uncomfortable or uh, they're suggesting that your growth lies outside your comfort zone. I'm not saying they all have bad intentions, not at all. I'm just inviting you to question and use critical thinking. I believe that growth can happen by expanding what's inside your comfort zone. You can expand what's comfortable to you to such a degree that anything you desire, any goal you have, ends up inside that zone of comfortability. That is what I'm proposing. That is what I'm inviting you to see. And I'm inviting you to never ever go against what is natural to you that uh, violates your needs, 
violates your values, I trust you to know what's good for you. And I'm talking about really good for you. Whatever really brings you to that natural and neutral state of feeling good. Being uncomfortable is a signal. The question is, what is that signal signaling? And I'm inviting you to explore that. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks for being part of this and co-creating this podcast. Uh, you can always join this uh, conversation live and ask your questions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. London time. And I do look forward to having that conversation with you soon. Thank you.